0: It's just the ongoing meditating on God's Word that changes the way you think over time. Because if you think about it, these are God's words. And as you pour them into your mind, and your heart, over and over and over again, I mean, it's sort of rewiring the way you think. I mean, you are learning to think like Jesus, which is our whole goal.
1: Glenna Marshall is a pastor's wife. She's a mom of two sons in Sykeston, Missouri. And she blogs regularly about biblical literacy, about suffering and the faithfulness of God. She's authored three books, including Memorizing Scripture. And we're going to talk about that today. Glenna, great to see you. Thanks for coming on Takeaways.
0: I'm really happy to be here.
1: So scripture memorization. I I think uh, most of us as believers know that we should be memorizing scripture. And we take our kids to these Awana classes and we hope that they'll have the book of Ephesians memorized (laughs) by the time they're six. Right. (laughs) Was that you growing up?
0: Well, I grew up in a small Baptist church where we had Bible drill, which was sort of like Awana, except that you taught children a ton of scripture. You taught them the books of the Bible in order and then you made them compete with other churches. And so So you So this is like the
1: spelling bee only yes. it's like the it's scripture be the bible B. version a yes bible it's a scripture
0: be and so i did that probably first through fourth grade at my church we went to all these competitions and i mean it was really useful i learned a lot of scripture i learned the order of the books of the bible which i still use today that's such a handy tool um, but then that was pretty much it like i did not return to scripture memorization until i was an adult i
1: don't i don't know that many adults who take the time to study scripture the way that we get our kids to is that sort of a do we grow out of that? Why? why what, what happens to that discipline as kids get older?
0: You know, I think that maybe we feel like we don't need it because we have a Bible in front of us or on our phone or any kind of audio app. or We have so much access to Scripture these days, so I wonder if we think we don't need it because we can open our Bible anytime we want to. That's right. Um, so maybe we fade away for that reason.
1: Do you think it's important or just sort of, hey, that's a way to... Um, get our kids not reading uh, reading bad things or looking at their phone and playing video games, let's get them to memorize scripture. Or do you think, no, that's actually uh, a necessity and a lifeline for our children as they get older?
0: I think as Christians, especially as Christian parents, we know that scripture is important for them. It's formative and shaping. So I try to think of it, even teaching my own kids to memorize, it's like future discipleship, so that as they grow up and follow the Lord, then the answers to their questions and their theology is already in their hearts. I don't know why we get away from that as much as adults. Maybe we think we've outgrown it, perhaps. Yeah.
1: And, and you're you're deep into this. I mean, you've, you've got this great book, Memorizing Scripture. When did it shift from just being a nice thing, uh, maybe an impressive thing for your friends that you could say, hey, I know this verse and that verse, right. to something that you felt was a necessity for you?
0: I love to study the Bible. It's something I do every day. And yet I was still struggling to have any victory over this area of sin in my life. And one day I was just confessing my anger to the Lord again. And he brought to mind one of those verses I memorized in that program as a child, which was Psalm 119.11. I will hide your word in my heart so that I won't sin against you. Mm. And I remember just thinking, is this the thing that I have been missing all these years? Uh, Like storing up God's word, like a treasure in your heart is a tool to help you fight sin. And so I thought, I have nothing to lose at this point. So I'm just going to start trying to memorize some scripture. So I started with a very short psalm. Then I moved on to a longer psalm and then some other short passages and then moved on to some actual books of the Bible. And I was amazed at how it transformed the way that I thought, the way that I reacted. I mean, it was like really? life transformation.
1: So you started with a couple of verses. Like, um, like, like, like what, what's a verse that I could memorize right now that would help me in um in my struggle against let's okay. say anger.
0: So I think of like Ephesians four thirty two, be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. I mean that's just a very simple verse on kindness, forgiveness, and exercising grace. You know, you could go to any place in the Bible and find verses that speak particularly to an area where you're struggling. But I have found that wherever I am meditating on scripture, wherever I'm memorizing, thinking about, trying to get it into my mind, God will use that scripture to shape my heart. It almost doesn't have to be specific to your area that you're struggling with. It's just the ongoing meditating on God's word that changes the way you think over time. Because if you think about it, these are God's words. And as you pour them into your mind and your heart over and over and over again, I mean, it's sort of rewiring the way you think. I mean, you're learning to think like Jesus, which is our whole
1: goal. Well, you know, you're making, I I love to grill. This is gonna just be (laughs) like an odd, weird connection. Uh But you know, you can take some meat that is difficult to cook, but if you marinate it over time, it tenderizes it. It changes the very structure of it. And that reminds me of what you're saying right now, that if I marinate my mind in the Word of God, it can tenderize me in a way that I'm not without the Word of God. And and that just changes everything.
0: It does. If you think about Romans 12, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be Mm. transformed by the renewing of your mind. Wow we are renewing our minds to something. I mean, it could be your social media scroll and habits, it could be television, it could be what you read, what you listen to, what you're pouring into your mind is what you are renewing it with. But if we renew our minds yeah. with scripture, then scripture is our primary influence on how we think about the world, how we react to difficult circumstances or irritable people or things like that. And and as you renew your mind with scripture, I mean, God is changing how you think, how you process changing your desires to mirror His. And, you know, what goes in comes out. That's why we have to return to just the authoritative, inerrant
1: Word of God. How has memorizing Scripture impacted your relationship with God?
0: Memorizing Scripture expanded my view of God because as I would meditate on passages that spoke about His attributes, His character, what He has done for us in Christ, it just deepened my love for Him. And, I mean, I've I really loved Him before, but Uh as you think through the phrases and the words, because that's what you're doing when you're memorizing, you're sort of going over and over phrases multiple times, and you think, like, why why this adjective? Why this noun? Why this verb? Why why is it worded like this? And honestly, every phrase will preach a sermon to your heart and sort Uh of just help you see God for who He is in Scripture and not just these kind of small versions of Him that we have in our minds. And as it deepened my affection for Him, it began to dilute my love for worldly things. Mm. Because you can't really walk in the light and the darkness at the same time. It's one or the other. And the the more closely you walk with the Lord and the more affection you have Mm. for Him, the less at home you feel in this world. And I found that to be a really good thing.
1: The more you saturate yourself in the Word of God and reminded of His character through Scripture, the less enamored you become with the world. And that's our great danger, right, is idolatry. Yes. That's the great danger, is that we'll let the the other shiny things capture our attention and pull us away from God, even good things that God has made. Sometimes that could even be something as good as our children. It could be as good as our marriage. It could be good as uh, good deeds that we're doing. That's something I've always got to remember, is to put God first and we find out about him uh, by looking at him through the window of his word.
0: When you look at a lot of the Old Testament passages where God is giving the law to his people, you know, specifically I'm thinking like in Deuteronomy 11 where he's telling him, you know, I have rescued you out of slavery in Egypt, so you are my people. This is how you're going to live. And he tells them to keep his word in their hearts and in their minds and before their eyes, to talk about it with their children, to talk about mm-hmm. it when they're walking by the way, when they're getting up in the morning, when they're going to bed at night. And the point exactly what you said, it's to remember. It's to remember who he is and to remember how they are to live in light of who he is and to remember how great and holy and kind and merciful he is. That really is one of my goals with memorization is for people to get into the word, start to meditate on it and see how great and big and how only God is worthy of our worship.
1: In memorizing scripture, was there anything that surprised you along your memorization journey?
0: I was surprised by how often it would come up in my conversations, honestly. I, I've got a
1: verse for that. Yes, right? exactly. It's, it's like it people with that. essential oils. You've got something that's bothering you, like a bunion. I have an, and oil, got, for I have that. an oil for that. You're yes. like, I have a verse for that.
0: Yes, so I am that annoying <laughs> friend that is coming to you saying, Oh, you're talking about this. I have a passage exactly for that. And, but you know, you learn to do that hopefully in a non intrusive way, but I have found that scripture speaks to so much of how we live and, and what's going on in our lives. So when I'm in conversations with, you know, say someone from church who's going through a hard time, the Lord will bring to mind the scriptures that I've been meditating on in order to encourage them. Um, Maybe I'm talking with someone who's not a believer. I can of things that i've been meditating on and memorizing it comes up it's a great way to have a gospel conversation with someone Mm -hmm. i mean it's one of the reasons i wrote the book is i could not stop talking about scripture memorization (laughs) once i started getting into it in earnest i just saw a ripple effect in pretty much every area of my life
1: what is the most important reason why we should make time for scripture memorization
0: i think some people will be afraid that the point of memorization is recitation, you know, to stand up and recite it, which makes everyone nervous. That's a nice thing to do. Like maybe you're in church and you can recite it for your congregation and it can be so encouraging because God's Word is powerful. But for me personally, I think the main goal is transformation. I think that the work that the Holy Spirit does in your heart, as you memorize, as you rehearse the Word of God over and over, I mean, just, as I've said, the ripple effect, it affects your relationships, how you respond to things, how you make decisions. It deepens your discernment so that the way that you live your life is more in line with scripture than with the world
1: or the culture or what's normal. Jesus reserved some of his harshest words for religious performers. It it wasn't for the prostitutes and the tax collectors. It was for the religious right who got up in front of other people with their long robes and said their long prayers and they used scripture as a performance prop right? And, and they could rattle off these long passages and all of these things, and yet they neglected the most important thing, which was heart transformation. He said, you, you've you got the outside of the cup looking shiny, but the inside is filthy dirty. Clean the inside of the cup. And that's what you're saying. Let scripture be that which cleanses from the inside out. Exactly. And if we look at it that way, uh, scripture becomes a treasure for us. That's right. This is one of my favorite topics. The power of the Bible. That's why I love hearing the preaching of the Bible in church. Uh, It's one thing to read the Bible, and it's another thing to hear the the preaching of the Word of God, but then to hide it inside of my own heart and have it being, uh, as the Bible says, living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. That's like nuclear radioactive power inside of me, changing me from the inside out.
0: It really is the bridge between your study and your living, I find. Hmm. Um, You're with memorization, meditating on scripture, hiding it in your heart. You're bridging what you hear proclaimed from the pulpit each week and what you're studying in the word each day with your actual daily living.
1: If I wanna start and I'm I'm not a real scripture memorizer, but I wanna get going, where's a good place to start?
0: I like to recommend starting with Psalm one. It is a six verse Psalm. It's very short and concise. It has some imagery and some, we uses of language that are not too hard to sort of wrap your mind around. And it's a Psalm that celebrates meditating God's word mm. and hiding it in your heart and delighting in God's word and it being the tool by which you stay far away from sin. And so I would say, start with your first verse. You're going to print it out on a piece of paper or an index card, and you need to put it somewhere where you're going to see it every single day and you're going to find some time. I like to attach scripture memorization with a task that I do every day. So something like where my hands are busy, but my mind is not. So if you are maybe driving to work or mm. you are mowing the yard or taking a walk, yeah, or washing dishes, laundry, laundry washing dishes. and you just automatically train your brain to go to memorization during those tasks. Maybe, well, you,
1: ha- maybe you have like a set of scripture memorization cards like there at the Yeah,
0: just in the that counter. spot so that Every time you come to this task, you're gonna work on scripture memorization. Your brain likes it when you bring other details into the process mm-hmm. of trying to memorize something. Yeah. And so if you'll do that, the first thing you wanna do is take just the first phrase, very first phrase, not even a whole sentence, just the phrase, Use let the commas and the semicolons be your guide there, and you're gonna say it out loud 10 times. Then you wanna close your eyes and you wanna to try to say it 10 times without looking. And you do that you know, two or three times tomorrow. Come back, see if you remember that first line. If you don't, go back and do the 10 times out loud, reading it and then yeah. reciting it. Repetition, so repetition, repetition is, is the mother so, of knowledge. Okay. It is what your brain likes the most.
1: There's a structure to scripture as well that is also helpful as a memorization tool. In the Psalms, you'll, you'll find that each word in the Hebrew is starting with a new letter of the alphabet, or there's this chiastic structure where you have sort of bookend ideas at the top and bottom of the passage. So Today, I memorized a verse that I want to remember because it's so powerful. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Ephesians 3.20, I believe, says, And now to him, who, by the way, is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or imagine, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen.
0: Amen. This is one of the things I love about memorization. When you're saying it to someone, you can stop and put in, you know, this is what that phrase means. Because as you are reciting it and thinking through it, you're sort of interpreting Scripture as you Mm -hmm. go along. This Mm -hmm. is what this phrase means, and this is why God is speaking to this point. I mean, it's such an encouraging practice. It really, I mean, again, just preaches to your heart over and over. It is,
1: and what's also so helpful is that it carries with it the authority of the Almighty. Yes. And you can trust, no matter what your circumstances are like or how you feel, if you drill down on that and and lean on it, it is going to hold you up.
0: Right, because what else can I give you that matters more than what God says to you? If you're going through a hard time and I say, well, you know, God's got this, that's one thing. But if I say to you, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted, and he is with
1: you right now. Mm, that brings I mean, you to tears.
0: I mean, it's, That's just, it's just so much deeper and richer. Not only is
1: it a great idea, it's true. It's
0: true. You, you absolutely bank on that.
1: What encouragement can you give to people who feel overwhelmed with the idea of memorizing Scripture, or they just feel discouraged because it's not coming as quickly as they want?
0: You know, one of the things I love about Scripture memorization is how slow the process is. I think the slowness of it is what keeps us um, anchored in, in walking faithfully with Jesus. And so if you feel like I'm not good at this, I'm behind, I mean, this is not about the destination so much as it is about the journey itself. It's the little you know, five minutes a day that you give to rehearsing a phrase about who God is. that's going to have the effect. That's where the work is being done. So if you're discouraged, no, you're not behind.
1: And most of the things that God makes that are magnificent and leave us in awe and wonder are developed and grown very slowly. I think of this massive oak tree that I have in my backyard. The thing's 100 years old and it's just glorious, but you don't make that overnight. It's the little seed that's the grain of mustard that grows. And I imagine that grows slowly over time until it becomes the largest tree in the garden. And a love affair with your wife or with your husband is not something that can be imitated with quick infatuation. It's something that grows slowly over time through difficulty and challenge. And when you get through those things, then you say, wow, we've we've really got something beautiful here.
0: It is, it doesn't happen overnight. And I think we can get impatient with that process. But there's a passage in James 5 where James talks about um, waiting for the return of the Lord with patience. And he calls these suffering Christians to consider the farmer to consider how they have to wait for the rain, they have to wait for growth. And you know, it is God that cultivates growth in our life. He's the one who brings, and is written into the plan of creation to bring a, a plant or a tree from a seed. Similarly, in our growth as Christians, we, we do have to do the work that God has called us to do to know him. We do have to open our Bibles. We do have to read. We do yeah. have to talk to him. He is teaching us to remain close to his side through those practices.
1: Good friend of mine. He's a wise old owl in my life. Everybody needs one. Uh, pointed out John chapter two to me, where he, he said that, that people were watching Jesus do miracles and many of them came to him and believed in his name. And you think, wow, that's great. They're in, They're, they believed in Jesus. Yet Jesus did not entrust himself to them because he knew what was in the heart of man. Jesus understood that uh, before long, those, many of those same people will be saying, crucify him, crucify him. And he was reminding me through that passage that he had memorized, Kirk, don't entrust yourselves to the crowds who may say, oh, throw praise at you for certain things because the human heart is fickle. entrust yourself to God, who will never leave you. He'll always tell you the truth. He'll never forsake you. And I think, man, scripture memorization at the right time, uh, recalled for the right purpose, not performance, but to encourage, to build us up, to to bring about personal transformation and, and perspective change is priceless.
0: I love that. That should be, as Christians, how we speak to one another we should be exhorting and encouraging through the lens of scripture that we've stored in our hearts so that we can remind our friends and our loved ones and the people in our life that, you know, the one true certain thing in this world is God's word.
1: Well, one last word of encouragement for grandparents. How can grandparents get involved in some sort of an activity of memorizing together as a family with their grandkids?
0: I think that grandparents would be very challenged by the, the minds of a child because I've, we've memorized with our kids, and, and my youngest was not a reader yet when we first started working through some passages to memorize, and it almost didn't matter that he'd never been able to read the text. It really was just reciting things out loud, um, going around the dinner table and each taking a word of a passage and playing games makes it fun makes it um, a way to sort of build some memories and bond together as a family. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the more memorable things that one of my kids did was we were working through Romans 8. Uh, What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who should be against us? And then there's some language there where it's just hard to sort of wrap your mouth around especially if you're a seven-year-old boy. Mm. And we've learned that pounding out a rhythm on the table, which is what he did in that moment, helped us all to learn the pattern of the of Paul's speech there yeah. in Romans 8. And it made us laugh, makes us laugh every time we recite it. And it has almost just built in a core memory for my kids, which I love. It's what just, does it sound like? Um, how will he not also with us graciously give us all things? It's not, it doesn't flow off the tongue because in 21st century American English, we don't speak that way. Got it. And so when we get to that passage, we were all just getting stuck. And my seven-year-old's like, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And so now every time we get to yeah. that point, we're
1: all like beating on the table. So people. there's little devices and tricks yeah. that can help. I found that music is also a great thing. Absolutely. London, this has been refreshing and, and energizing. And I can't wait to, to read through your book and uh, get to memorizing some of the, the long passages. And maybe next time we meet, I'll have the book of Leviticus. Ready to to share. (laughs) Hi, I'm Kirk Cameron. Thanks for listening to this episode of Takeaways. If you love the conversations that we're having, please follow or subscribe to this podcast to never miss any of this great content. And please consider leaving a positive rating and a review to help others like you discover this show.